Hi everyone, welcome to this week's Motherkind Moment, your place on a Monday for calm, connection and maybe even a shift in perspective before the crazy week ahead. This week's moment is with Kate Silverton, a presenter and journalist and also author of the incredible book No Such Thing as Naughty. This is a really short and powerful clip about how we can better handle our children's meltdowns. I hope it helps this week. It's already helped me this morning. Here it is. So as an example, my son at the age of four was going off to school. So, you know, new school and all the rest of it, because he'd just gone up into big school. So there's obviously anxiety going on. But I bought him some lovely brand new white polo shirts and they were in a pack of four. And the first day he wore the first one and he went off happily. And then the next morning I had to get to work. I had a 905 train to catch. And obviously I'm trying to get everybody ready for school. And he just started wailing. When I got the next white top out for him to wear, he said, I'm not wearing that today. I'm not wearing that. I'm not wearing that. And it was this insistence. And because I'm already stressed and my baboon, as I put it, is already up and out because the baboon is all the stress response in our brain. And my baboon, I can feel, is starting to sort of rise up, go, what? What do you mean you're not wearing this white shirt? Put it on. Otherwise, we're going to be late for school. And then you go into battle and his baboon and lizard are then doing backflips for whatever reason, which we'll get to. But we're then going into a battle. He's saying, I'll wear that one, pointing to a blue T-shirt, but I won't wear that one. And then it goes back and forth. I'm then stressed because I know I'm going to miss my train. I'm then going to miss my editorial at work. I'm then going to be in the bad book. So there's all that chain reaction for me going on. And he's sitting on the stairs crying his little heart out, red face, tears streaming. I'm then thinking, oh, my God, what are the neighbours thinking? This is horrific. Then my daughter starts crying because she thinks she's going to be late. And it's, ah! And in that moment of overwhelm, because I've been given the gift of having spoken to all these incredible people, the experts that I refer to throughout the book, I then go, hang on a moment. Okay, just take a step back. This is not good. You don't want to be the big baboon looming over your child, screaming at him while he's crying. That is not a good look. It's not doing you any good. This is not good. Take a step back. (sighs) Have a breath. Okay, something is going on for my son right now that I need to help him with. So let's just see. Then I ask the question, sweetheart what is it you don't like about the shirt and he then he looks up at me and he says I had PE yesterday and I tried to pull it off my top of my head and it got stuck and I couldn't breathe and in that moment I'm like oh my poor baby he was stuck at school that horrible thing when you've got something stuck over your head and your arms are stuck and you can't get it off how traumatic with a small t but you know how traumatic for a little boy who can't ask for help and he's stuck there And what's going on in his brain is that that little lizard and the baboon who are all about survival, but the lizard particularly can't breathe. This becomes a threat. This white shirt is awful. It's tight. It can't come off. And I never want to go through that experience again. Why would my son ever want to put that white shirt on? This is not about a naughty child who's being spoiled. It's about a little boy who's had a very challenging experience with this top. He's telling me he wants to get dressed. He's not got a problem with getting dressed. He just doesn't want to wear the white shirt. When we can ask the right questions of our children, what can I do? How can I help? You know, what is it that you don't like about this? What do you need from me right now? All these questions allow them to tell us in slow time what's going on. And I guarantee every single time 
there will be something going on for our children that might be way off our radar. It might be that they got hit that morning at nursery and they come home and they're acting out. You might think it's about the chocolate that's being spoiled because they're insisting on chocolate. Actually, it's not. It's just a way of throwing it all out there and asking to be understood as we would. If we have a difficult day at work and we come home and if someone just wasn't really listening to us, it might come out in something irritable and might say something. This is all behaviour. So that example of my son, I could then sit by him, put my arm around and say, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. Let's see if we can find another white top that's a bit bigger. And let's see if I can ask the teacher to help you if you have to get changed next time. And he stands up, tears stop. And the look of gratitude on our children's faces when we have that communication. And it's wonderful because I'm getting all this feedback from parents right now on Instagram just saying, oh my gosh, he's just completely revolutionized. There's no more meltdowns in the morning because we're asking the questions and our children are telling us what's wrong. And it ain't about the shoes or the top or the whatever. It's about something that's happened to upset them and they've been carrying all this stress. And now we can sit on the soothing stair and we can help them regulate again. Oh, it's magic. And that is what is fueling me right now. It's heaven. But as I say, I've seen it and I weave it in throughout the book from my own personal experience because it's not always obvious what's going on. But when we can stop and remember it's not personal, stop snot, as I call it in the book, it's not personal. Okay, then my baboon can stand down and my wise owl can come in and say, okay, everybody, what's going on? Let's try and get a resolution. 